Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys starting the weekend with us, especially our listeners in the, the armed services. Appreciate you guys taking care of us out there. We'll thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive through at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Morgan City. Yes, it would. I mean, that's... I went deep for that one. Morgan City. Is it even a city? I mean, it can't be. According to our, our list here, Morgan City is technically just a town. Yeah, and you can't call it's a like, town a city. Well, you know, you, see, you have the twin cities of Carrollton and North Carrollton nearby. So, Yes. <laughs> the twin cities of Carrollton. I found out there was a North Carrollton. I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me that Carrollton was too big and they needed to make a North Carrollton, the Twin Cities. Well, Car- the people of Carrollton and the people of North Carrollton there's many, a, many years ago was a fight over wanted awesome. to be separated. They did not like each other. So they yeah. had to have their Those own town. damn North Carrollton's Carrolltonians. My daughter messes with a North Car- Carrollton person. There's going to be hell to pay. Somebody stepped on someone's grass. Yeah, and just their Bermuda spew out, spewed out of control. Somebody had just spread Bermuda seed out there, trying to get their grass to grow, and that somebody <laughs> else's dad get upset about it. Somebody out there just drove past in a truck real fast and blew it all away. Hey, <laughs> it's been a blood feud ever since between those two towns. Well, maybe they could settle it over a nice cup of coffee. Strange Brew Coffee, to be specific, head over to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, order it to be shipped right to your door. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I went on the College Corner website just the other day, collegecornerstore.com. A lot of great stuff there. And again, you know, when we talk about the logos you guys want, they've got them. They've got the NM over S. They got the state script. They got the walking bully. They got all that stuff too. Hey, you know, if you like the banner rim, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to offer sort of a truce here, Robbie. I'm still going to push for the state to become the identity of Mississippi State, right? But if you're a person who likes the banner M, I'm not going to judge you. That's what you want on your shirts. And I'll tell you this, they got some great ones over at College Corner that are a little more understated than what the Adidas ones have to offer. So it's not just like, in your face, banner M, yeah. Branding. Branding, yeah. Marketing degree. Yeah, it's more like, hey, I'm a Mississippi State fan right here. You can see it. Right here on my chest in this little understated, subtle brand banner M logo. Happy little banner M. It's right there. There's no, there's no mistakes in branding. Just happy little accidents. So anyway, College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet and Flowood by the Half Shell. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. 
man, tonight the weather is so nice out here in Starville. I just I just got in here to the studio. Perfect night to sit out on the patio, enjoy uh, a margarita, enjoy some tacos. Man, it would just be fantastic. So I'm encouraging you to do that this weekend. If you're here in Starville, head over to Humble Taco, man, and that's going to be a, a great atmosphere, great weather, and great food every time you order there. Get some tacos like you can't get anywhere else. You can only get them at Humble Taco. We've been talking about it all month at this point. You know that we were going to talk about Firehouse Subs and what's going on there with First Responders Month. Chance to really give back to your community there. They've been donating millions of dollars around the, the country. Since 2005, $837,000 worth of donations here in the state of Mississippi. That's real money, guys. It helps your local community fire departments, uh, first responders, police departments, things like that. Whenever you go in there and order, you just buy a medallion up to $25, and it goes straight to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation, which provides all these grants for the equipment and the training that's being used everywhere. So you got a chance to do something really good, and you get a great sandwich as a part of it. That's a real, that's what we like to call in the business a win-win. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, and Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. Hate to begin your Friday on a down note, and I know it's been a couple of days since this news broke, but this is our first podcast since we've had a chance to talk about that. But obviously, Mississippi State still reeling from the tragic death of walk-on football player Sam Westmoreland. Robbie, I, I think I'll have to speak for you here, but you're certainly welcome to add your own thing. But our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Anytime a, 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 a life is lost, that's a tragedy. But when one so young is taken from us, that is something that, you know, it, it really hurts even as a parent and you you, you as well. That is a, a unimaginable burden. I, I, I pray for their for his parents and I wish them peace. Uh, and we we offer our, our greatest sympathy and our, and our and if you need anything from Robbie or I that we can do for you, please do not hesitate to reach out to us and let us know. Robbie, I'll let you say anything you've got to say as well. Yeah, just completely tragic, uh, really really sad situation. I, I'm I can't even begin to imagine what that family is going through. And I, I'm gonna echo your thoughts too. I mean, our our thoughts are with them. I, I my heart goes out to them. Because I, I can't even fathom what they're going through at this point, mm-hmm. and his friends too. I mean, the people that knew him and loved him, uh, you no longer have that uh, that that joy in your life of being uh, tied to Sam. And I, I'm just the only thing I can say is we don't know what people are going through on a daily basis, and. Um, a lot of the things that people go through, they hide inside. And, uh, you know, I, I think that for us as, as males and especially as, as athletes, we don't want people to see that we are vulnerable. We don't want people to see the hurt that we go through, the, um, the pain that we go through in life. And a lot of times we hold that stuff in. I know I'm, I've been guilty of that too. So uh, you see somebody that, that you think might be hurting or might be going through a tough time, talk to them. And if you're going through a tough time, don't hesitate to talk to, to somebody yourself. And I know for you and I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at the point where if, if anybody is, is going through anything, going through a tough time, I'm willing to sit down and listen um, because you're, you're loved. It might not, I mean, you might not feel like anybody on the earth cares about you, but I promise you somebody does. That's well said, Robbie. And, and obviously, there's no easy transition for us 
from that into previewing this Mississippi State Alabama game. We received word from John Cohen, who who sat in for Mike Leach on the uh, the Dogs Talk Show on Thursday, that uh, Mike Leach had made practice optional to his players. Uh, they had canceled the media activities after practice on Wednesday. This is a grieving football team, Robbie, and they they don't have a day off on Saturday. They, you know, boy, this was a week where you really wish the bye week was this week, and maybe you could play Alabama next week. But instead of of being able to you know get themselves together and try to you know work through this, they have the toughest task imaginable on Saturday when they travel to Alabama. Yeah, and you, you know what what's what's really crazy about all this, and I'm, I'm not trying to make a stat out of this or anything like that, but Mississippi State has lost three football players over the course of the last twelve years or so. Mm-hmm during the season, and I think all of those tragic losses have come around this game uh, against Alabama. Oh, my it's gosh, just, Robbie, you're absolutely correct. Um, they played Nick, Nick Bell was the first game after Nick Bell. Yeah. It was the first game after Keith Joseph. And now – I mean, I just, I just thought about that. Um, unbelievably just, dark coincidence. Jeez. It really is. It's really sad. But um, – just a lot of, I mean, and how do you recover from that? I mean, he, I, I know, I know that that Samuel wasn't a, a guy that was um, often seen by fans, but this is a guy that's been with this team all year. Mm-hmm. These guys, somebody is used to seeing him every single day by, you know, by their locker. He's a family member to these players, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, and stuff like this is really difficult to to get through. It, at least this quickly. So, um, you know, this is a team, like you said, that's, that's been grieving this week. And there's so many more important things than Mississippi State versus Alabama. This is a, this is a really tough situation, but it's definitely, you know, it's going to be in the back of these players' minds, whether good or bad. These, these players are going to be thinking about that this weekend. Going to be a, a, an incredibly difficult task. like, And it was already – before all this, an incredibly difficult task for Mississippi State. We've been talking for the past you know, two, three days about how we don't see a path forward for this team, and it's going to be a long night. And now you add to this, let's just say Mississippi State, just by showing up, and and, and I, I'm not a moral victory guy, especially we're talking about, you know, we've been talking about Mike Leach, year three, you expect more, you expect improvement. I get all that. It's just going to be – a victory to get through this, to get through this week and get to the bye and reset yourself and reset your season for those final four games and, and whatever happens. Let's try to talk about this from a football perspective. And the good news is this, if there is any, is that this Alabama team, and basically the last year with Alabama, I know they played for a national title a year ago, they have not been the overwhelming juggernaut, the dominant force that just roll, steamrolls teams that they've been in the past. The exception is Mississippi State. We've talked about it a few times this week. When you look at the last few years, everybody in the West has either played a close game or, in Texas A&M's case, has beaten Alabama, except for Mississippi State. They're the only ones who have gotten blown out both times in the last two years. It's been, as we said earlier, four years since Mississippi State scored eight. I'm sorry, not four years. It's been eight years, four trips to Tuscaloosa starting this week that they, they haven't scored a touchdown in Tuscaloosa. Under Nick Saban, when he plays Mississippi State, the Bulldogs only average 8.5 points per game in this in this rivalry. Um, 
They've only scored over double digits four times. The stats are harrowing, Robbie. Let's we, we talked a little bit about this on uh, Wednesday's live show. We're going to try to scoop up some sunshine here. One thing, we, we've seen that Alabama is kind of vulnerable to the pass, which should bode well for Mississippi State if they can protect Will Rogers. Defensively, they're just not as dominant as they used to be. They make silly mistakes, which you would never expect from an Alabama team, but they they do. They 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 commit penalties. They have broken uh, coverages. They have missed assignments. They don't look as sharp as other Alabama teams do. If ever an Alabama team was gettable, it feels like it's this one. They're a wounded animal right this second, coming off this loss. And you know everybody likes to say, "Well, oh, they they lost. Now they'll refocus." Saban. Sometimes when you lose one game, you lose a game like that. You know this. It beats you the next week when you have an emotional loss like that. It's tough to bounce back. There's a lot of factors at play that if Mississippi State was at 100%, you might think they have a chance to go in there and win. The problem is Mississippi State's not at 100%. They're not, and, you know, just it's just history, man. I mean, we've seen – I know that, you know, sometimes history can be thrown out the window, but everything says that this is going to be – a, a blowout for Alabama. History says that. The good news is you still got to play the game, and you don't you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there there's been times where where history says that this should happen and it goes the complete opposite direction. So for Mississippi State, I mean, you and I have had kind of the all hope is gone mentality this week and in, coming in this game, but the players have got to have the mentality that hey. We, our, we have everything still ahead of us here um, this season. We got a team that has shown this year that we can play ball, that we can go out against an SEC team, move the ball up and down the field to score points. We have a team that on the defensive side of the ball has been able to go out there and make plays in some big ones, some game-changing plays. Uh, we have a, a coach that's been around for a long time, and he's been able to pull off some of these upsets. So, you know, for Mississippi State, if you go into that if you go into that game with the mentality that we've had, the guys that don't play football, then you're going to lose. And you're going to lose by a lot. You have to go into the game against Alabama believing that you're going to beat them. Um uh, and you have to come out early and get and have success. And they have to have things going badly. Uh because we mentioned it, you know, last week they did not play well against Tennessee in the first quarter. And then they somehow still were in position to win that game. This is a team, it, they're so difficult to beat, but it's not a foregone conclusion. Um, Bryce Young looked really sharp last week. I thought it's one of the best games I've, I've ever seen him have, quite frankly. But their defense was really not that good. So, you know, if State can come out and have some success on the offensive side of the ball, stay in the fight, getting into the fourth quarter, you don't know – What's going to happen? But to me, you got to. I look at the the big number. I look at. <clears throat> I look at. It's sixty six to seven. That's the score in the first quarter. Mississippi mm-hmm. State has outscored the opponent sixty six to seven. There hadn't been another quarter this season where the opposing team has scored less than thirty three points, and their second most. Or I guess the most points they've scored in a in a quarter this year is sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. 
but the other team scored 69 points as well. So Mississippi State has overwhelmingly won the first quarter. Mm-hmm. If Which they can is come the out, complete opposite of last year, by the way. Right. If they can come out in this game and have like a somehow get out to a 7, 10 nothing lead or something in this, then it's game on. But that's what State has to do. I don't see a – um, I don't see a situation where Mississippi State is down early in this ball game in Bryant Denny and is able to win. I think you've got the we talk about it all the time. The key to these road upsets or even home upsets against teams is getting out to that early lead and staying in the game the entire the entire ball game. I don't mm-hmm. think Mississippi State's a team um that can have a game like they did against Auburn last year. I don't think that Bama I, I guess I don't think Bama's a team that is going to allow Mississippi State to make that kind of comeback. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, and and Mississippi State this year has really not shown the ability to come back. You know, now part of that is because, like you mentioned, they've gotten off of these fast starts. But in the second half against LSU and Kentucky, when they fall, fell behind, they fell apart, you yeah. know, in, in those games. And, and and then we go back to the, you know, the, the fact that they're on the road in the hostile environment. It just feels like everything is 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 kind of teed up for a, a game that Mississippi State fans are going to want to forget. Um, I just want to see this week. I think we're both on the same page. I want to see signs of life for Mississippi State offensively, and I want to see them show that they can stay in a game on the road, and mm-hmm. the road is not too difficult for them because you look at that schedule and what's the next road game? The Egg, Egg Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. That's your last road game. You don't want to get into this this situation where you're thinking, "Oh my God, we we cannot play on the road," because then when you, I mean, if you somehow reel off three straight, you know, somehow by beating Georgia or you're two and one in that stretch, going to that Ole Miss game, you still don't feel overly confident because you haven't played well on the road. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, with this team. This week, if anybody ever, I mean, just to have somebody, uh, I think it was on Sports Talk on the text line asked, you know, you see, I was talking about, you know, just getting in the end zone would be a huge plus for Mississippi State. And the, and the comment was, you don't want it to be like that old Miss game a couple of years ago where they scored on the first play and then it was 63 7. You know, obviously you don't want that. But man, would this team would it do them a lot of good to score on the second, first or second play from scrimmage against this Alabama team? Well, they have. I mean, the emotional release of that might be enough to carry them for a couple of quarters into playing way over their heads. The thing I, I want to stress with this this prediction and then and then this preview is this: it's it it's really would not be that different under the best of circumstances. If State had beaten Kentucky last weekend, if they were six and one. I might be sitting here saying, look, there's a real chance the state can stay in this game and play in this game and have a, have a chance to take it into the fourth quarter and it still be a football game. Somebody on Six Pack, there was a thread about um, you know, what would constitute, you know, short of a win, what would what would be you be satisfied with? And they said just to have the announcers still talking about this game in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. And I mean, that's sort of where we are with with this team, and and, and it, it kind of stinks because you would think in year three you'd be able to take the leap forward to at least be competitive with this team. That everybody else was be being competitive with. It wouldn't bother me as much if everybody was getting rolled over by Alabama, right? You know, okay, LSU's close to them. Well, that's LSU. They're constant top five recruiter. Sure, no problem. 
But if Ole Miss and Arkansas and AM and, and Auburn were just getting smushed, well, then it wouldn't be, wouldn't be so so bad. But when you're the only team in, in that's getting just decimated like this in a year and a half, two year, two and a half years, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to watch. And and you know, I I have, I I see the improvement in Mike Leach's program, right? For year one to year two, huge improvement. And say what you want about the way the season finished, you went from four wins to seven. That's a big jump, right? Right now, you're on pace to get seven, maybe eight. So from a win-loss standard, not the best perspective. Then next year, and I've said it many times, you've got eight home games. You replace Georgia with South Carolina. You know Who knows what Auburn, Arkansas, A&M are going to be? You've beaten those teams this year. You have a great chance next year to take a big step forward. But there's still this Alabama thing where you can't even be in the game with them. That has to change, but unfortunately, I don't know that it can change this week. No, it can't. And I, I mean, I don't know when it's going to change, man. I mean, the, they are literally outside of Vanderbilt, I guess, who, who's played the last two years. This is like the only team that has not even really put up a fight against Alabama. And they haven't done it since that. It's like that 2017 year just like broke them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's you know if it's that, but it just seems like ever since then that there hasn't been a single competitive game. There hasn't. Uh, every game has been a blowout. Even the even the one where the defense played really well, the eighteen that state game, never felt like they were in that. Right, the, the eighteen game state fell behind really quickly, and then they 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 turned the screws on them and they couldn't do anything the rest of the game. But they were already behind. Yeah, and then you knew, but that was also a game where offensively you knew state had. No chance to do anything. Like the only way to win was to win like seven to three. Maybe that game's different. If you go back, don't I'm sure you remember Willie Gay recovered a fumble on like the second play of the game, but it was they ruled it down and they never reviewed it because yep. because you know Alabama never gets any benefit from the refs. I know what you've been reading this week. Um, that could, it it could have turned out a lot differently had that been. I don't know if State scores on that drive, but something you know that would have been big. Yeah. You got. So, I mean, that's that's like the thing. If you're going to beat Alabama at their place, I mean, I don't know how many games they've oh, lost at home. You're playing 18 on 11, for sure. Yeah, pretty much. You you got You got to have to win. You have to get some calls that you're not expecting to get. But yeah, I mean, it's just like State has just not even been competitive in this series, and especially, you know, the last three times, last three or four times. I mean, they just it's been over early in the game, and you just felt suffocated. Like there, there's no way that you can even move the football. And it's really frustrating because you're starting to see people are scoring 40 or 50 points. I mean, it's not like teams are just starting to score touchdowns on them. They're starting to put up 45 points, 50 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, and State can't get a touchdown. So, I don't know. And, I, and again, I just don't think that this offense against Alabama's defense has any chance without trying to – get some kind of rushing attack going. And it's hard to imagine them doing that against this kind of defense without uh, Dylan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that. Dylan Johnson, LaQuinston Sharp, we don't expect them to play uh, in this game. So, you know, injury troubles. Jaden Crumman, we talked about it. Robbie says not, not expecting him this week, probably going to let him have the bye week to get fully healthy and then bring back here for the stretch run of the final four games. When we talk about not at 100%, I mean, we mean it physically and mentally. This team is just not at 100%. And 
And it's just it's going to be a struggle just to get through this these next few days. It's going to be an emotional day for Mississippi State. It's going to be tough on them. You know, I, I plus I, I Sylvester with, Crooms getting getting honored at halftime. I don't want to talk about that. To add insult to injury, add, you talk about that is really adding insult to injury. All I'm going to say is this: the last man that beat Nick Saban is Mississippi State. <laughs> You're not wrong, but he'll be in full crimson regalia. Oh yeah, I want to say this: the the Sunday show, the the Monday show, whatever you want to call it. I feel like I I, I don't I, even if they lose like seventy to nothing, I feel like I can't be too hard on them. Yeah, I mean, I, gotta, I, I, gotta I don't know what we're them. gonna. I mean, last year they lost forty nine to nine, and the next week, the next time they played, they beat Vanderbilt, beat the stew out of Vanderbilt. I think they beat Kentucky. So it's like. I don't. I'm kind of expecting the same thing. Like if they get killed, like they still they have a week off, and then they're they turn the page. Like I don't see this game impacting Mississippi State negatively. This is a game I feel like they'll be able to just let slide off their shoulders yeah. pretty easily because they got that. Bye they're going to want to. Yeah. yeah. the The hope is you just don't start to lose the fan base a little bit for that Auburn well, game. Like I, I feel like you, you got to. That Kentucky game was just a killer in the fact that people were, were mad about that, and then you're going to have an, probably another loss here. And you you needed the fan base to really kind of get it going there in the back half with the, like the last four games. Yeah. And I think, and this may sound a little morbid, but I think that the tragedy, I think if State had just gone over to Alabama and lost this game and nothing else had happened, you would not have had a really good crowd for the Auburn game. I think with, with the tragedy happening, you might see the, the fan base kind of want to rally around this team a little bit. I hope that so. Makes sense. If that I makes sense. So. I hope that is the case, yeah. So we'll see. Going to be a tough night in Tuscaloosa. No question about it. Anything that positive that comes from this is a real positive. It is something we, we should look at and go, that's something they can build on. If they, if they can score a couple touchdowns, I mean, we're talking about a game that's 21 point spread. If state covers, if they lose 34 to 14, I mean, that is a huge win for Mississippi State, in my opinion. And I know that sucks. And I know no, fans don't want to hear that. I know some people are talking about that, like tired of this. I get it. I really do. And I'm tired of it too. And I, I and going into this season, I said I thought Alabama was a measuring stick just to be improved. But at this point, with everything that's happened and everybody who's not going to play and everything else that's going on, I mean, if they were to able to cover, that would be a huge moral victory for this team. It really would. That, it would get, I think it would get people excited. I think people would be like, "Okay, they didn't go over there and get trashed." Yeah, we can. Maybe I, they're going to be okay. I mean, I think most of this fan base would just like to see some signs of life in this series. Yeah, just just get in the end zone. They just they struggle to score. Uh, even field goals. It feels like field goals are just a chore in this series. Mm-hmm. So just find a way to get in the end zone, get little positive wins. And that sounds like a loser mentality, mm-hmm. but that's where we are in this rivalry. That's I yeah. call it a rivalry. I mean, it's the, I guess it's a rivalry in the sense that it's been played more than like any, any series in the entire sec or something like that. And that's where the rivalry aspect ends, but mm-hmm. just show signs of life, show the ability to get in the end zone. Otherwise people are just going to, continue to kind of start to trend towards apathy with this program. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, let's move on into our uh, playmakers and prediction. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Hopefully this weekend, with the great weather, you have a chance to cook out. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Get some great steaks. Get some uh, get some burgers. Get whatever you want. Or, hey, late game, you want to throw a brisket on the smoker? You got time. You got time to do it. So head over to the meat market. Head over to your butcher shop and get some beef. Not only are you making a great meal for your family, you're helping out our 15,000 beef producers doing a half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness right here in this state. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Don't want to cook? Two Brothers Smoke Meats. Head over there on Saturday night to watch college football. Plenty of big screen televisions will be locked into the game, and you can be locked into a big plate of smoked wings or barbecue tacos or some pork rind nachos, whatever it is you want. They've got you taken care of there at Two Brothers. That's why it's the home of smoked southern soul food. Right there in the heart of the Cotton District, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is something that every business promises you. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. It has been for 47-plus years. When your business needs new technology, you call Advantage Business Systems, and when that technology, hey, something goes wrong, it always does. When you call back, you're talking to somebody who probably made you that sale. They know you. You have a relationship with them. You're not talking to somebody you've never dealt with before trying to set up appointments to be there God knows when. You're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi that wants to help you, in a lot of cases, that very same day. Number 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We talked about it a little earlier. Nobody wants these polos with this with the logo half the size of the, of the chest on them. All right? We want something stylish, something subtle, something understated. You want something from the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. Check them out online at therogue.com or shop at the famous Rogue location there in Jackson and check out their collegiate collection there. The polos and quarter zips, high quality, great looking, and they've got those logos you want. The script state, the banner, I'm sorry, the uh, M over S, and of course the walking bully. And they got new stuff coming in all the time. And if you've got a Rebel or a Golden Eagle or a Saints fan, although the Saints, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go there right now. But regardless of two pick sixes. I don't want to talk about what the Saints have done. All right. (laughs) I don't want to talk about that. All right. Anyway, moving forward. Red Rocket, baby. You know it's rough when you're like, can we stop throwing interceptions and put Jameis in? That's (laughs) that's when you know things are difficult. So is he just like on the bench? He's hurt. Okay. He's hurt. So, I thought so, but I. He's hurt. Like my soul, he's hurt. Everybody wants Jameis Winston everybody in the game. Everybody hurts. Anyway, great polos. Shop at the Rogue. Don't worry about the three stripe life. We're going to the Rogue. All right, offensively, I'll tell you if you want to pick Will Rogers this week, I'm not going to stop you. But who, who do you got as your <laughs> offensive playmaker? Uh. I don't know, man. I think I think Jaquavius Marks is who I want to go with. I've gone with the running back the last three weeks because mm-hmm. I just believe that the running game is the key to Mississippi State's success. And you were right for two of them. Yeah. And, I mean, I think last week I would have been right had Mississippi State been able to run the football. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Jaquavius Marks. I think for Mississippi State to win the game, I think they're going to have to run the ball and – it's going to have to go through Jaquavius Marks, and Simeon Price is going to have to step up too this week. 
but really big week for for the running game. And if if State isn't able to establish a run, if they're averaging you know two yards a carry, they're in really big trouble. Yeah, I think for me, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path here. But Nick Jones has got to block Will Anderson. Yeah, and that's that's gonna. I mean, that's gonna be a one on one thing. And you just know right now you're not going to win every rep. You're not going to beat Will Anderson every time. He's going to get a sack. One sack we can live with. You know, one sack is okay for the world. Three, four sacks is a problem. Last year, Will Anderson, I mean, Scott Lashley must still be dreaming about Will Anderson at this point. Hit four sacks. Yeah, four sacks. Can't let that happen again. Got to give Will Rogers a chance in this one. So, you know, my offensive playmaker is a guy who hopefully you won't hear his name or see his face on your TV screen this weekend, and that's Nick Jones. He's got to deliver the goods against the nation's best pass rusher. Defensively, who do you have? I think on the defensive side, it's got a. I think it's going to be um, a defensive back for the Bulldogs. I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Green. For whatever reason, I feel like. In this game against Alabama, to have a chance, you got to be physical, mm-hmm. and I think State's going to have to utilize their safeties to come up and and make a play on Jameer Gibbs and make a play on on Bryce Young and, and guys like that. Uh, get a hit across the middle of the field on a pass. Maybe he can jar a fumble or something like that. I'm going to go with Jalen Green. I'm going to go a little further up the uh, the defense there. Jameer Gibbs is the best, best playmaker on the Alabama offense. All right. Their, their receiving core this year, they, they just don't have it. You know, they, they got good players there, but they, and I, and I know I'm saying this, and now somebody will catch seven passes for 216 yards. But Jameer Gibbs has been the guy who's, who's, who's done that this year. State's got to stop the run. I think Cam Young is going to be a big part of that. He's got to control the middle of that line. It's all Alabama offensive line is, it's good. It's good. But again, it's not that same Alabama. They've got three or four first-round picks sitting up there, offensive line we've seen in the past. So I'm very much in the trenches for, for my playmakers here, but Cam Young is the guy I'm going to go with. Who's your X factor? My X factor is going to be uh, Tulu. Um, I, I think you know we, we've used him most of the season, but I don't think State's going to be able to win this game without something happening beyond – the offense. I agree. You're gonna with have that. to have a big that. play happen. Uh, special teams, defense. I think Tulu is the guy that uh, makes a big play if Mississippi State's able to win this game. I think I went with Tulu on the show on the live show when I did this, so I, I'll stick with him because you're absolutely correct. State has got to find. I think State's best chance might be a non-offensive touchdown, but if that breaks the ice, maybe you get. I mean, again, we talked about you know early momentum. What if State could get the opening kickoff to go back? Tulu yeah. Griffin is a guy, we know this, when the ball is in his hands, he has the opportunity to score because he's that kind of playmaker. Even against an Alabama, he has that kind of ability. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with you on that one. I'll go with Tulu Griffin. I hate to ask, but what's your prediction? <laughs> I think we have the same score. Uh, I predicted 45-13. to 13. I, th- I think State is able to score a touchdown in this game. I think they're going to score. It might be late. But I think they're going to get a touchdown, maybe a couple of field goals. I think this is probably like thirty-eight to six, uh, or something like that at one point. And then State might be able to get a touchdown later on in the game. 
something like that. I mean, that, that feels right. Yeah. I, I said 45, six on the, uh, on the, the live show. I'll stick with it. I 45, just, six is where I was this whole week. Mm-hmm. And then like today, I just thought, I think state's finally going to get a touchdown, but it's, just, it's not really going to matter, but I think yeah. they'll get a touchdown. I, I can't see it. until I see it. I'm not going to see it. So I'm going to say 45, six. I hate normally I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I just like, that's what I think. Right. With everything that's happening, I genuinely feel bad predicting the score. I do, but it just is what it is for Mississippi State. And but I agree with what you said earlier in the show. I think this is an easy game to shake off. You have the bye week, and then you know, hey, three straight games at home. We control our own destiny to go to a great bowl. We just got to win these games. I know tough, one of them's going to be tough with Georgia. I know it's going to be tough when you go to Ole Miss. But I promise, I'll, I'll be willing to say this: Mississippi State will face no greater adversity than they've had to face this week. Everything else should be pretty much downhill running from this point on after what you've had to go through this week. Yeah. So we'll see if they can build off of that. All right, guys. Uh, have a great weekend. Robbie and I will be back with you probably, I'm going to guess, Sunday evening. And uh, you know what? If we're not, though, hey, if we're back early Sunday, enjoy it. Robbie and I will both be in Tuscaloosa for coverage. Uh, I will try to find a place to duck in to do the post-game show. Uh, Robbie's coverage will be great as it always is over there on 24 seven on the Starville daily news uh, sites. So we'll be with you in, in Tuscaloosa. We'll, we might have a little content on the road as well. You never know what we're going to do. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again very soon for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian. Hey, thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.